Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read Titus. Now Titus, Titus the person, um, is Paul has like assigned him to be on Crete. Now this, I don't know how long of an assignment this was or if this was just temporary, but he was setting up um, there's some there's several congregations, several towns it sounds like, or cities on Crete that uh, they were setting up congregations and Titus was going to make sure that they got set up with elders and that they were, you know, at least starting them on the right path. And it's more than one congregation. And this is Titus is acting, it sounds like Titus is acting on behalf of Paul, like uh, maybe he's kind of like Timothy, he's one of one of Paul's, um, I hate to say it that way, but kind of like he's a minister under Paul, like he's, he's working under Paul, with Paul, however you want to say that. Um, that's the way it sounds to me, because Paul is giving him instructions here. So, uh, like I said, now this is for the island of Crete, where there were multiple congregations. I'm not sure if there's like two, three, four, but it sounds like there's multiple congregations that he's uh, trying to get established and, and getting them on the right path. You know, setting them up with elders and all of that type of thing. So we're ready to read Titus chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 1. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle, a special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's chosen ones and to lead and encourage them to recognize and pursue the knowledge of the truth which leads to godliness. Based on the hope and divine guarantee of eternal life, the life which God, who is ever truthful and without deceit, promised before the ages of time began, and at the appointed time has made known his word and revealed it as his message through preaching which was entrusted to me according to the command of God our Savior. This is an extremely <laughs> long intro by Paul, and I'm not really trying to make fun. He actually has some good things that he's saying here, but it's just such a long intro that it, it kind of it, it becomes this run-on, and you kind of have to you kind of have to walk back and try to parse the pieces of it out. But basically, he's saying you know he's a representative, an apostle of Jesus, and for the faith of God's chosen one and chosen ones, in other words, he's he's to be um, leading and encouraging them to 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 know Jesus and to build their faith. Um, let's see, and knowledge. So I mean, he's teaching. I guess I guess what he's trying to say here is that his job, his role, is to teach and to encourage and. Uh, you know, help people to see the truth of God and to see the truth of Jesus Christ and to uh, build their faith. And there's just a lot. There's a lot here. Uh, and then he's referring to the fact that God, who is ever truthful and without deceit, promised all this before time began. You know, he promised salvation through Jesus Christ and that now he has made it known in his word and it's revealed to us. And right now, through preaching, in Paul's time, right then, it was done through preaching. Now, we actually have the Bible as well. But, um, 
And then he's saying, which was entrusted to me because his job is to go to the Gentiles and, and preach the gospel, and that's what he's doing. And so that's what all that is alluding to, and it's, it's quite a bit to, to look at and read, but he's, he's just reminding, that, reminding Titus that that's, you know, that's his job and that God has revealed this now to them and that they are to reveal that to the world. Then he says in verse 4, To Titus, my true child, in a common faith, grace and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Now that was pretty simple. Now he's going to move on. He's going to be talking about elders. For this reason I left you behind in Crete, so that you would set right what remains unfinished and appoint elders in every city as I directed you, namely a man of unquestionable integrity, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, not accused of being immoral or rebellious. So here, he's, he's, he's saying what, what I was saying earlier is that he left Titus in Crete to finish, you know, to complete establishing these congregations in these cities so that uh, you know they would be able to move forward. And then he talks about an elder, assigning elders, and elders, not an elder, but elders, uh, assigning elders, and that they should be men of unquestionable integrity, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, not accused of being immoral or rebellious. Continuing on, for the overseer, as God's steward, must be blameless, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, not violent, not greedy for dishonest gain, but he must be financially ethical, and he must be hospitable, and this says to believers as well as strangers. I, I would say just that leaving that open the way it was, he must be hospitable, that would be to all. So, a lover of what is good, sensible, upright, fair, devout, self-disciplined, above reproach, whether in public or in private. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy word of God as it was taught to him, so that he will be able to both, he will be able both to give accurate instruction in sound, reliable, error-free doctrine, and to refute those who contradict it by explaining their error. So, he needs to be knowledgeable in the word, knowledgeable of God and be able to you know refute things that are contradictory and also be able to instruct and teach others so that's an important bit of qualifications to realize you know they have to be an upstanding person that uh, their integrity is there in private or in public and they, they have to be able to teach. They need to be able to teach the word or, you know, refute or defend the faith, the word, against those who would come against it. For there are many rebellious men who are empty talkers, just windbags, and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, those Jews who insist that Gentile believers must be circumcised and keep the law in order to be saved. They must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families by teaching things they should not teach for the purpose of dishonest financial gain. One of them, Epimenides, a Cretan, 
a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This description is true. Now, I want to mention that this Epimenides, hold on just a second, there is a note here. He was a highly regarded poet and philosopher from Crete. And that was his description of his own people. And at this time, that it had become like a proverb. is something that they, they said and admitted about themselves. Okay? So, but this was one of their own people that said this about them. So, <clears throat> so he says, this description is true. So rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith and free from doctrinal error not paying attention to Jewish myths and the commandments and rules of men who turn their backs on the truth. You'll notice it's always a problem that they had people coming through who were teaching false doctrine, teaching things incorrectly, and this was a consistent issue. To the pure, all things are pure, but to the corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Both their mind and their conscience are corrupted. They profess to know God, to recognize and be acquainted with Him, but by their actions they deny and disown Him. They are detestable and disobedient and worthless for good work of any kind. So here he's talking about those people who are coming through, teaching things incorrectly, teaching the law, and he does say that they are doing this partly for dishonest gain, you know, to get paid. So... That's at least part of why they're doing it. There may be other reasons, but... And he's saying they must be silenced because they're upsetting whole families by teaching incorrect things. So, this is a problem that Paul continues to face. It seems like everywhere he goes and every congregation has this problem. And maybe that's still true today. We need to be aware and be alert and be looking out for false teaching, false doctrines. That's why we should always verify everything in our Bible uh, so that we know what someone is telling us is true. We can't just sit back and listen to someone, no matter who it is, whether they're on TV or whether they're our local preacher or anybody. We need to make sure that we follow along and make sure that what they're telling us is correct. Uh, and for one, anyone could mistakenly just be incorrect. They could accidentally take a verse out of context and misunderstand. So that that's a possibility always. But then again, some people, they've already been taught incorrectly or they just, um, they want to believe a certain way and they, you know, they kind of have that agenda and they push that. So we need, to, we need to make sure though, you know, I think a lot of times, Probably most of the time, I think people are just accidentally incorrect or they were taught incorrectly. It's not that they are purposefully being incorrect. I mean, I don't think any of us purposefully would be incorrect. You know, I think we try. When you're reading your Bible, you're reading to try to know God and know what he wants and to know what we should do. So I, I, I think sincere people mainly just kind of make mistakes sometimes. I think we, we can all do that. Um, I know I have looked at verses out of context before and been confused or thought 
that's it meant a particular thing and I, I'm sorry I can't think of a specific example but I can remember this in years past and then I, I taught myself after that to uh, make sure that I was reading all around and understanding the whole context of the verse as best I could so and sometimes we don't understand things we misunderstand so that can happen but uh, but these people sounds like they're doing this on purpose and it sounds like they're doing this to make money so it does not sound good to me um, but some of this may have just been an error that they really believed that others had to still follow the law but uh, that is not the case so all right so that is the end of Titus again Paul just instructed him to finish setting these congregations up with elders and, and helping them start down the right path so I want to thank you for listening hope you have a wonderful day and remember, God loves you.